Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. And if you're familiar with my monologues, you'll know that I'm Jeffrey Mishlove also. So, in a funny way, this is both a monologue and a dialogue because I'm essentially dialoguing with myself. Today is an interim report on the study that I announced last December 28th. It's a very unusual study because I'm employing the agency of a deceased individual, Mr. Ted Owens, to control weather in Ukraine and related areas. If you haven't yet <laughs> viewed the previous video, you really have to do it now. In fact, even if you have viewed it, I would recommend that you do it now because this video will not make sense unless you understand the previous video in which I announced the project about which I am about to present an interim report. So, on the upper right hand of your screen, I will link to it. Now, I have to tell you, if you're watching this on a mobile device, you may not see the link. But if you have a desktop or a laptop computer, you should be able to link directly to it. If you can't get that link, let me recommend that you go into the listings for new thinking allowed or simply do a Google search on the, the title of this video is called The Return of the PK Man. In any case, what I will do is summarize briefly what I announced in that video, which is that a viewer had reached out to me and uh, told me that in meditation, they had contacted the deceased Ted Owens, who died in 1987, and that he had a message for me that I could contact him myself in meditation and that he knew I had questions. And so, I endeavored to reach out to him in meditation and the result was the announcement I made on December 28. And in that announcement, I basically said I'm very concerned about the war in Ukraine and the fact that the world is closer now to a potential nuclear holocaust than it has ever been. In fact, since December 28, I have learned that the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, uh, they have something called the Doomsday Clock, and they pushed it to 90 seconds before midnight, which is closer to doomsday than it has ever been. And the reason, of course, is uh, uh, the rise of authoritarian governments, international stability, and of course, the war in Ukraine. So, in my meditation with Ted Owens, and, and of course, it's not as if I have written conversation notes from the meditation. The uh, recording that I made on December 28 was the most immediate record of it. But uh, the upshot of it was because he had a track record in uh, producing warm weather in winter, amongst other things. I should note that uh, 
I have in my files over 150 historical demonstrations that he produced during his lifetime. In any case, producing heat waves in the middle of winter was one such thing. He called himself the PK man and claimed that he produced these things through psychokinesis. And in the meditation, he said, yes, that's what he would do. He would produce warm weather in winter. Now, here's the dramatic thing. Within days of my announcement on December 28th, on January 1st, an enormous heat wave hit Europe, unlike anything that's ever happened before, which is, in my opinion, typical of the Ted Owens demonstrations, and even more so. The Washington Post quoted a meteorologist or climatologist named Maximiliano Herrera, who specializes in extreme climate events. And <laughs> he actually wrote, this is totally insane. It's absolutely crazy. He said, this is the most extreme climate event that has ever taken place in Europe. Now, here's the rub. Most of the changes took place in uh, other countries than Ukraine. Although, in my mind, the uh, test was set up specifically for Ukraine, and I'll come back to that. But uh, what happened is that pretty much all of Europe, <laughs> if you can believe this, like a thousand Temperature records were broken on one day. It was just amazing. And the upshot of that is that, according to one report in uh, the oilprice.com website, the war in Ukraine will be shortened because of the weather. And the reason for that is twofold. First of all, uh, apparently, according to many analysts, it was Putin's hope that because much of Europe is dependent on Russian oil and natural gas these days, that their dependency would cause the NATO allies in, in Europe to go uh, soft on Ukraine, uh, or as <laughs> Margaret Thatcher once said, to go wobbly. Go wobbly on, on Ukraine because they need Russian gas and oil. But due to the warm weather, it turns out that the price of gas and oil dropped to levels that hadn't been seen since before the Ukraine war began. So the nations in Europe weren't really dependent upon Russian gas and oil at all. In fact, their stockpiles have increased. And on top of that, they're getting liquid natural gas imported from the United States and elsewhere. So uh, that robbed one source of pressure on the European nations. But furthermore, because the price of natural gas and oil dropped, these are Russia's biggest exports, the revenues that Putin supposedly is counting on to uh, prosecute the war are greatly diminished. So, that's another benefit. Now, from a parapsychological point of view, I have to call this an example of displacement because the idea of creating 
this enormous heat wave in the rest of Europe outside of Ukraine wasn't in my original intention or in my original plan. Although one could say it's totally consistent with it. It was in the spirit of it, but not the letter. So, from a scientific point of view, uh, analyzing uh, the displacements becomes very difficult. I could tell you emotionally, it makes perfect sense to me that Owens, from his perspective in the afterlife, would have uh, be able to see that this was the right move to make. But uh, from a scientific point of view, uh, you could certainly argue, a skeptic would argue, a friendly skeptic would argue that this isn't what you specified in the original presentation on December 28th. So, uh, it shouldn't count at all. You could say it was in the spirit, but it wasn't in the letter. So, in, in effect, it's a post hoc analysis on my part to suggest that uh, it's a displacement effect. It really belongs as, as part of the experiment. Now, this gets very interesting because when you're dealing with real life psychic situations, especially with a figure like Ted Owens, who alive, uh, in my estimation, may have well been the, um, from a psychokinetic point of view, in producing hundreds, well, over 150 large scale demonstrations of his ability and not all of which were successful, as a matter of fact. Only about two-thirds of them were. Nevertheless, I would say that uh, his record is unmatched. There is no one in the history of paranormal studies going back to ancient times, to my knowledge, and I think I'm fairly knowledgeable. I, if, if, if there's a better example, I'd like to know who has consistently, decade after decade, demonstrated these kinds of phenomena, reached out to scientists for the purpose of showing empirical documentation of such abilities. It's a sad thing that he was largely ignored in his own lifetime, but it appears as if he's endeavoring to still do this from the afterlife, which from my point of view is one of the best possible demonstrations of afterlife existence. And I'll explain that briefly. It's simply because if you have uh, a, a ghost, a spirit from the afterlife coming back to uh, prove that they really exist, well, the strongest evidence of that that we know is the chess game from beyond the grave. And by the way, I'm going to link to my interview with Vernon Neppe about that case. It's very strong where Geza Meroxi, a deceased chess master, died in 1951 and came back to, from the grave to play a game of chess with a living chess master, Victor Korknoy. Uh, the thing is, you can't repeat that experiment because today computers are so powerful that one, a skeptic would argue that, oh, somebody with a strong computer could uh, imitate that, could reproduce that. How do we know that it wasn't the medium or whoever was involved didn't cheat somehow? However, a stronger test would be somebody with unmatched psychic abilities, 
like Ted Owens, coming back and producing those from the grave. You see, a computer can't replicate that. In fact, no living human being has ever come close to replicating that, and certainly not me, (laughs) of all people, even though I took Ted Owens training. But uh, I have no interest in psychokinesis. I have no history of being able able to produce phenomena of of that sort. Uh, I'm really interacting as a person who befriended Ted Owens and studied him uh, for 11 years from 1976 when I met him until his death in 1987. And of course, I wrote the book about him. So, I have a a strong connection. I've even produced multiple videos about him. And if you check the listings on the New Thinking Aloud channel, you'll find those. Now, I have shared some of this with my colleagues in parapsychology here in the United States who are maybe even more sympathetic to the NATO allies and their support of Ukraine than I am. I want the war to end. But there are some of my friends who have suggested if Owens can move hurricanes and tornadoes around, and you'll find events like that in the files that I have. Why couldn't he just bring a tornado to destroy the Kremlin and put an end to the war that way or uh, do other things? And uh, I'm a pacifist, as I've pointed out. I'm not interested in becoming a a partisan in in this war. Uh, That is to say, uh, a, a, a combat partisan in the war. I'm not interested in combat. Uh, but my good friend has pointed out to me, to my surprise, that the Dalai Lama, one of the most peaceful, gentle men uh, on earth from my point of view, although I've heard uh, some people criticize him, uh, is not a pacifist. He feels that there are occasions when you can end a war by acting decisively and employing force. If if the Dalai Lama would like to comment on this experiment, I would certainly like to hear what he has to say. And uh, any viewers out there who are connected with the Dalai Lama, uh, feel free to reach out to him for his opinion. Uh, some have suggested that if Ted Owens could use whatever enormous powers he may have to end the war more quickly, that would be a good thing. But for my part, I'm doing a pilot study. It should last uh, about 90 days, about to the end of March. And the point of it is was simply to see could he demonstrably, statistically cause a heat wave in Ukraine in the middle of winter to help the poor people there who have their power cut off by the heartless dictator in Russia who seems to care not how many of his own people die in the war and certainly not how many civilians in Ukraine are being hurt by his actions. According to one commentator I heard recently, Putin just wants to destroy Ukraine as a nation completely so it can be reincorporated into Russia. And, of course, I oppose that. But at this point, I want to mention that there is a statistical analysis regarding the weather in Ukraine. Uh, And I'm going to show you a graph right now where you can see um, 
33 days, as I recall, from the day after my previous announcement. So, December 29 through January 30th, we're looking at the actual weather and I'm comparing it to the average daily weather going back five years、uh, prior. So, from 2018 basically through 2022, and it, it, we're comparing that to、uh, the current weather. And what you see is a dramatic difference. The chart shows that、uh, when you match day per day, roughly two thirds of the time the weather was warmer. And in fact, the historical daily average for that period of time is below freezing. It's something, something like 29.8 degrees. And the average during the most recent 33 day period that I'm citing, for which I have evidence that comes incidentally from the Uh, Institute of Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, provides this data through the U.S. government. And it shows that the average has jumped up four degrees, well above freezing across the entire country of Ukraine, across 27 different weather stations there. It's like a, a four degree increase, which is quite substantial, going from below freezing to above freezing. So,、uh, those are the raw statistics right now. It would be complicated to do a, a statistical analysis to come up with a probability figure because the Data is a time series data and it's what we'd say auto correlated both by、uh, time and by location. Uh, so, all of that has to be sorted out before I can give you a probability statistic. But if you look at that graph, it's pretty clear that everything is moving significantly, in my view, in the right direction. Now, there's one more issue I'd like to bring up before I close this monologue dialogue. And that is, what if Putin makes good on his threat to employ nuclear we- weapons. He's been hinting and hinting about it uh, for uh, most of the year right now.、Uh, Ted Owens claims, when I ask him about how does he perform his psychokinesis, that actually he's in telepathic contact with invisible aliens in a UFO, in an invisible UFO. He calls them the space intelligences and he claims that these invisible aliens are、um, like, if you could see them, they're mantid creatures. And there are two of them. He calls them tweeter and twitter. Just as a side note, I'm going to be releasing very soon an interview with Dennis McKenna,、uh, the ethnobotanist who is very interested in psychoactive plants and did some incredible psychonautic explorations with his brother, the late Terence McKenna. And at one point, when Dennis is describing their explorations, he、uh, believes under the influence of psilocybin that he's communicating with mantid beings in a UFO. That's a side note. I just、uh, thought it's interesting, but there is a lot of folklore, let's call it, regarding these mantid beings. I'll leave it at that for now. The main point I want to get into is simply this. There is a real 
history of UFOs interfering with nuclear missile launch sites, both in the United States and Russia. I have no idea whether those UFOs that were sighted above the missile launch sites and the uh, sites went down. What was that all about? Does it have any relationship to the space intelligences uh, that Ted Owens refers to? Of course, if you read my book, The PK Man, you'll see that uh, Owens' ostensible connections with UFOs seems to be quite tangible. There was a day when I was testing this claim back in 1976 in December, and Ted Owens called me up on the phone and, and said, Jeffrey, I can feel it coming. This is going to be really big. A UFO is, is going to appear within a 100 miles or so of San Francisco. It'll be seen by hundreds of people. It'll be photographed. The photograph will be published on the front page of one of your local newspapers. I've told this story many times because just a few days later, the article appeared in the front page of the Berkeley Gazette. And it was about a UFO that appeared over Sonoma State College, as it was known at the time, where the art department had a, um, an, a pilot named Stephen Pileski, who uh, had an art form of smoke trailing out the back of his plane. He made designs in the air, and uh, the whole art department was out there with their cameras and video cameras photographing this when a UFO appeared right in his airspace. It was seen from the air and the ground, and by hundreds of people watching this event, it was photographed. The photograph was published in the Berkeley Gazette, as I say, and the videotape was shown on the Channel 9 Evening News in San Francisco. So, uh, I have always felt there's something to Ted Owens' claim that he is connected with occupants of UFOs. And if those UFO occupants are capable of deactivating nuclear missile sites, then I hereby call on Ted Owens to use that capability if he has it, when it is needed. And it may well be needed, and I hope we don't come to that point. But I will say this, one other really striking event in my history with Ted Owens occurred on Christmas Eve, 1985, when I received a phone call from Ted Owens. And he told me, Jeffrey, this is the most important phone call you will ever receive. You have to warn the U.S. government not to launch the next space shuttle, because if they do, my UFOs are going to knock it out of the sky. Well, I was horrified by that, and of course, I felt helpless. I, the U.S. government wouldn't listen to me. I have never had any relationship with the U.S. Uh, government, with NASA or with the military. I've been a conscientious objector all my life. And, uh, my only relationship with the government is to pay taxes and to receive, at this point in my life, Social Security. However, I was shocked to the, my core about three weeks later in January 1986 when the Challenger space shuttle exploded. 
It, it's what drove me to try and learn more about Ted Owens to take his training course. And, and when I took it, just for the record, he asked me, what do you want to do with this ability? I said, I'm certainly not interested in doing the things that you have done, manipulating the weather, calling UFOs down, etc. My interest is simply to become a better communicator to the world at large about the realities of psychic phenomena and esoteric culture. And I suppose in that regard, since, since I'm here right now, uh, many, many years later, I, I've been successful in that regard. But uh, I, I want to make it clear that I in no way consider myself uh, responsible for any of the events that are taking place in uh, this demonstration. That's being done, as far as I can tell, by Ted Owens from the afterlife. Not by me. Certainly not by me. In any case, I bring up the story of the Challenger explosion because it does suggest that uh, in this terrible conflict, uh, the kind of abilities that Owens was able to demonstrate while alive. And it's not clear to me, especially with regard to the Challenger disaster, whether that was psychokinesis or UFO aliens or, or precognition, or there's always a possibility it was simply pure chance. You might claim that all of the phenomenon that occurred on January 1st of this year is just another coincidence. And I agree, it might be. I can't conclusively prove that the deceased Ted Owens was the cause of all of these things. My goal, in order to validate the idea that Owens is returning from the afterlife, would be to see if from the afterlife he can produce another series of over a hundred demonstrations the way he did when he was alive. So, this particular demonstration concerning the situation in Ukraine is a pilot study, and I will continue to monitor it for another 60 days or, or so, and I'll report on it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me, and thank you for being with me too. Thank you.